bedroom apartment on the west side of Los Angeles, it's High on Film! Tonight, we've got Rich Marcello and First Blood. Give that man a cigar on this week's Sly episode. Well, hello and welcome to another exciting episode of High on Film. Sobering talk about movies. Welcome to episode 230. There it is. Today, well, we just came off a nice Halloween stint, and here we are, still talking about a guy with a famous knife, watching First Blood from 1982, directed by Ted Kocheff, written by Michael Kozal, William Sackheim, and Sylvester Stallone for the screenplay based off the David Morell novel. I'm Chris Maxwell. I'm your host for the next hour, talking about this classic Stallone's franchise starter. Uh, directed by the guy famously known for directing Weekend at Bernie's, funny enough. Did a lot of TV work, did First Blood, did Weekend at Bernie's. Ted Kocheff, check him out. Alright guys, Rambo. Big franchise, I went through these movies, I, I grew up with them, but I really went through them like as a serious film viewer back in college. Loved them, still have yet to catch up with the, the last one from 08, Just Rambo. Not just Rambo, but Rambo. There we go. Which a lot of people mistakenly call this film. Nope, First Blood. Let's get to it. The man who's right to my left. He's the co-host from the couch, the podcaster of Disaster, the walking Kevin Bacon game, and the Brad Davis that God gave us, the co-host of this very show, and my good friend, Brad Davis. Hello. Hey, Brad. Hey. How's it going, man? It's going well. How are you? I'm doing well. John J. Rambo, First Blood. This is right in your wheelhouse. I mean, you love 80s, 90s action movies. Yeah, I do. This whole franchise spans that entirety of uh, of uh, the decade for you. That is also true, yeah. And I've really only seen... I've definitely seen this... I've seen First Blood before. I know I haven't seen Rambo 3 or the newest Rambo. I mm -hmm. think maybe I saw Rambo 2 at one point, but I honestly can't... If I, I did, it was like 15... 15 years ago at least. That was the last time I saw First Blood. Yeah. It was like high school. Uh, from my memory, this is clearly the, the one to watch. I have to imagine. <laughs> I, I kind of forgot how good this is. Not good in the sense of like action movie. I remember this being like a really good action movie. But like the message and the, the, uh, the, the dramatic elements to the character, kind of the the tragic character that he is, I, I kind of forgot all of that. I just yeah. remember this being like an action movie and it, not really having as much heart to it. Yeah, tragic anti-hero in an age where people look down on vets. I mean, I feel like they still do. We still have uh, quite a vet problem in this country of uh, homelessness and... and uh, uh, mental illness. Mental illness, being, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and therefore problems holding jobs or, or homes or what have you. This one certainly has a different view than the other two. This one, he is very much like a tragic anti-hero, whereas the rest of the franchise, he is full-on action hero. He becomes a good guy in two, uh, and three, he's like the ultimate like action star. Uh, but yeah, this one, very message-driven, and I think it makes it superior to the rest. But let's dig into it a little more with the gentleman who decided to watch this movie today. After all, that is the mission statement of our podcast here. We choose guests, they choose movies, and here we are, we talk about them. 
So let's get to this gentleman. He is a return guest. Uh, I dare say a resident Stallone expert. Because the last time he was here, about a year ago, we watched Rocky. And I was so glad to sit down and watch this movie, uh, revisit this movie, I should say, with a friend uh, that I have known for the entirety of my Los Angeles life. Uh, for eight years now, I've known this man. Uh, and I am so happy to welcome back to the show one of the owners and proprietors of Strand Brewing, one of my favorite breweries here in Southern California. It's here in Southern California, one of my favorite breweries anywhere. Rich Marcello returns to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for uh, letting me come into your humble abode and raid your refrigerator and uh, hang out on your couch. And I think I may have spilled some chips over there. Hey, I apologize, that's... but that's just part of inviting me in. <laughs> um, yeah. You're more than welcome to raid your and refrigerator. And really good to be back. And I, I appreciate you uh, having me back. And yeah, I, I, I you know, you're, you're uh, you know, we... When you asked, uh, what are you thinking? I, I, I did a little of my own movie research, as you know. Mm -hmm. I'm also the movie buff. This isn't, I'm not here by complete accident. Um, <laughs> and uh, 35 years running uh, uh, since first, first running of the first blood. And 35 years uh, in October. So, And still holding up. I think the movie holds up. I, I couldn't agree more with the fact that he is a... You know, uh, John J. Rambo in this is a, uh, it comes off as, he. it's more of a tragic anti-hero than, than a bigger-than-life, you know, blockbuster movie star. But oddly enough, this, his character of Rambo paved the way for countless other films that became that bigger-than-life hero. You think the Schwarzeneggers and even, you know, the, the, the Van Dams and... You go on Bruce Willis. You see a lot of absolutely. You know, those characters all kind of stem from wrong guy in the wrong place at the wrong time, dealing with a situation they didn't want to start, that they're kind of forced into. Yeah. But I think we see a little bit more of a uh, of the humanity and the human element in this Stallone character, being the vet, being this kind of. Uh, He's kind of at he's kind of at his at his end mm -hmm. when when he gets pushed again. No, it's funny you mentioned that this is like kind of almost a predecessor to a lot of these big '80s action movies because there is no denying the iconography of Rambo in the third act of this movie with the bandana around his head in that tank top, cut on the arm, um, what are the, the the bandellas of bullets across his chest, <laughs> exactly. holding that enormous I don't even know what kind of gun that is. That's it's uh, something that three quarters the mounted. size of him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's usually on a mount of some sort. He's just running around yeah. the street, shooting it off its hip. Uh, and I, I mean, it's it's pretty badass. But I mean, I had totally forgotten the really heavy emotional climax that immediately follows all the big explosions in this film. Um, but we will get to that uh, and and plenty more. Um, let's just mention, I, I should say, Strand Brewing. Favorites of mine. We got some here around the table. You're celebrating your eighth year anniversary as well. Speaking of uh, Rambo celebrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anniversaries galore. Yeah. So, it, yeah, eight years of doing uh, Strand Brewing. You know, we started Strand Brewing um, back in 2009 in, you know, the little sleepy town of Torrance and, uh, you know, the South Bay bubble. It wasn't like... Uh, craft beer breweries were on anybody's minds for L.A. County. 
No, it was all had, in San Diego or up yeah, there. Yeah, San still... Diego, and we had San Francisco and San little Francisco. smatterings in Central Coast. And, you know, you had you had someone like a Mark Jilg uh, in Pasadena. Um, uh, you know, we had Jeremy Ralph, Eagle Rock, starting around mm-hmm. the time we did. Um, yeah, there there wasn't much going on in the, in the world of craft beer within L.A. County. And now I think we're close to 70 craft breweries in L.A. County. Yep. And we are... Um, Continuing to grow, um, strand brewing. You know, we're, I, I, I just realized we're sitting here drinking cans of strand beer, which last year we were drinking bottles because yeah, the there were no cans. Yeah, yeah. Because a can is something we started in December of uh, of two thousand sixteen, and those have really helped us to go into some different markets and to get into people's homes and into their coolers and into their golf bags and. Onto their bike uh, koozies and the whole deal. So <laughs> cams have been a, a really good thing for us, and it 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 also shows that um, you know this thing of craft beer has become so mainstream now. It's no longer a fringe thing that we, you know, you're able to take these small independent breweries, and uh, although we started in draft and then made our way through bomber set bottles, mm-hmm. now we're in twelve ounce cans, just like everyone else. You find them at you know, your local grocery stores, your local specialty stores. And it's been an amazing eight-year run. In fact, we're going to celebrate that um, at the brewery in Torrance on November 18th. We'll be celebrating our eight-year anniversary with a big all-day party. We'll have uh, bands. We'll have food. We'll have some specialty beers come out. So it'll be fun. I'll be there all day. Awesome. Come on down and visit. Please. Yeah, no, you guys have a, a fantastic tap room down there. We'll uh, open up the I've outdoors. Been there a few times. Oh man, I'm yeah. I'm excited to to well, go you're, again you're for this. Definitely going to be there. Uh, you were there last was, year for the I, seven year. I was indeed. I, I vaguely remember running into you. <laughs> yeah. I was there right at the start of the day too, <laughs> and I vaguely remember running into you. It was a good day. <laughs> well, Rich, I'm so glad to have you back. Let's get into uh, our first segment. It's called Trash Star Destroy. It's a little bit of a uh, barometer on your own movie tastes. We give you three movies of a similar ilk. One, we ask you to trash, which means it's eliminated from existence. The other movie, you get to star in in whatever role you'd like to take for yourself. And finally, the third movie must be destroyed, which means that the only version that has ever created of that film has been both written and directed by Mr. Michael Bay of Armageddon fame. So, let's do three of the Sylvester Stallone franchise starters. Your former high-on-film appearance, Rocky... This appearance, First Blood, and uh, Stallone's newest franchise, we'll do the first installment there, The Expendables. So we each have three plus installments, but we'll only do the first ones. Expendables, First Blood, Rocky, Trash Star Destroy. I think... Brad, yeah? The one thing I'm pretty sure about right off the bat is that I'm going to trash Expendables. Hmm. That's probably not a bad idea. Yeah, the weakest movie of these three. Easily. And while while uh Expendables could play well into Bay's hands, I feel like certainly First Blood could too, and I'd rather probably keep that around. Which is I think what I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna give First Blood to Michael Bay. Which is <laughs> which is a problem. But if he can keep... No, I like where this is going, actually. Yeah, I'm but... laughing because I want to hear this next choice. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> if he does First Blood, 
if he keeps the element of the Vietnam vet, like, if it, and who knows how Michael Bay would write that movie, but if he keeps that element in it, I think that that could still work, and it would just be a big, more explosions and all that, but I, I think it would still be a good action film. Uh, not yeah, more explosions. This movie has plenty of explosions. Yeah, I mean, so Michael Bay, I mean, there'll be like a Transformer shows up at some point, <laughs> which would suck, but it, that's, it could still work. Um, which means I'm gonna star in Rocky. Mm-hmm. Now, do I take the role of Rocky? It seems like the obvious choice. Yeah, Brad. I kind of have to do that. Yeah. I'm gonna be You'd be, be a Rocky. good Rocky Balboa. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, it would be it would be fun. I'd get into probably really good shape if I was gonna play that role. <laughs> yeah, sure. Which would be nice. Yeah. Um, Owning turtles running up live or museum steps. Yeah. There was part of me that almost wanted to take the role of Mickey just because that would be hilarious. But that'd I, be a fun one too. Yeah, but I I can't pass up the opportunity to play Rocky, especially like movie wins Best Picture and all that, and basically sets Stallone's career off. So or does. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna be I'm Rocky. You're Rocky, Rocky Balboa. I'm Rocky. I dig it. Rich, what are you doing with these three movies? Now two of them clearly I know are held in high regard by you. I know, I know, and and I gotta. I gotta admit, I thought Michael Bay did the Expendables, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, it's Stallone. Yeah. It. Stallone yeah. directed it. Yeah, I mean, the first one at least. Yeah. I don't think he directed the next. One. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the next seven. I don't know how many. Yeah, I think there's only like, three right oh, now. Yeah, yeah. It felt like seven. <laughs> I saw one, and it felt. I like think there's seven, seven Rockies now. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there yeah. are. Yeah. There are seven. There's Rockies. A, there, yeah, with a final Creed, I believe. Yes. Right. Yeah, and Creed final two Creed. apparently on the way. Oh. I, I, I missed Creed. I didn't see Creed. I didn't oh. see Creed yet either. Oh! Whoa! Yeah. Chris is so upset. Five-year-old, three-and-a-half-year-old, two-year-old. Yeah. Uh, the it's last true. time I actually saw a movie was First Blood. <laughs> <laughs> 82 in the theater. And oh. I did not have to share my popcorn. Uh. It was very rare. No, no. I don't I don't get to go out to see a lot of films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so, have, um, I have no good excuse. Yeah, I have yeah, no good excuse. lazy. I just didn't get off my ass that face weekend. Face it. Face yeah. it, bro. Yeah. It's oh, man. Well, so, I highly recommend Creed. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off uh, off script twice here now. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it two times in this segment, and then I'll try to stay on from here on out. I promise. <laughs> sure. So what I'm gonna do we is I'm rules. going to have I'm going to have Michael Bay uh, do the Expendables because mm-hmm. I thought he did it anyway, and at that same moment I'm gonna trash that film. Okay. Right. All right. Destroy yeah, yeah. and trash in one. Think of it as so throwing up some tinfoil <laughs> and throwing it away. Okay. So we have, everyone gets to watch one cut of the Michael Bay Expendables, <laughs> yes. and then it's gone it's forever. It's gone forever. Yeah. Right, right. Interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to leave First Blood as is. Okay. Because, you know, I, again, I'm feeling very, very uh, nostalgic on this film right now, and I like the idea that it's just as it is. It's in a little nice vault in my, in my mind. I'm going to leave it alone. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go off script again, and I'm going to play the role of Creed in Rocky. Wow. Just because how awesome would it be to be Carl Weathers in... (laughs) Real awesome. (laughs) Yeah. 2009, 10, 11... Getting to be on Arrested Development. Uh, wow. Right? You get that's to that's show a long up. Con. Yeah. Wow. Right? Long con. Yeah, it's a long <laughs> con. You get to show up and be on Arrested Development. <laughs> yeah. 
later on. Man, I, and, I think you're paving over the fact that you get to be in Rocky 2 and 3, which are... Well, Rocky 3 is my favorite Rocky movie. Uh, Rocky really? 1, I think, Rocky is the best. Is your favorite Rocky movie? Rocky 3. Wait. Yeah, Mr. T? I die, no, I, know. I die in that. Yeah, I know. I die unfortunately. in that. Unfortunately. <laughs> but you get to be <laughs> in that awesome movie. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to, yeah, I get to show up on Arrested Development. Come on. How cool is that? So oh, no. Apollo, you, uh, uh, Apollo doesn't die till Rocky 4. What? Yeah, yes. Drogo. Oh, uh, Mickey yeah. in 3. Mickey, Mickey in three. 3. Yeah, again. Apollo in 4. Yeah. yeah. Drago. Yeah. Drago? Yeah. Yep. He kills Creed, and that's why Rocky goes to fight him. And then I was thinking, though, uh, just going back to if you had the Michael Bay uh, version that Brad was saying of First Blood, how interesting would it be if G, your John J. Rambo turned out to be a cyborg? Oh, there you go. He's the well, Transformer. That would right. make sense of why he's like completely and utterly unstoppable. And yeah. and it's also why Troutman came down to find out one of his little machines. But I guess oh, yeah. And he's referred to as a machine. It's some, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. they do, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, or creation? Yeah, something. Creation. Or, God didn't create him. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I like that a lot, actually. So now you have cyborg uh, 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 tendencies from Bay. Going on, so so yeah. When this is eventually rebooted, I hope that they infuse the cyborg plotline. Future soldier, cyborg, uh, green Future beret. Future universal soldier yeah. from the past. Yes. Oh, I like that. Put a little Terminator element in there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. A little Terminator in there. <laughs> First oil. First oil. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, boy, it's it's hard for me to say that. I want the Expendables to stick around um, because that movie is not great. That is hard for anyone to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially compared to face. these other two movies. Yeah, another another one where I haven't seen two or three of Expendables. Only the first one. I have not either. Um, so yeah, I think I'm trashing the first Expendables. Oh boy, Brad, I think you're right on on track. Especially you know Michael Bay is now getting into his more patriotic days. He could do a First Blood about vets. He did 13 hours. Getting into his more patriotic days? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like he you hasn't know, been doing that for Since ever. 94, he hasn't had full circular shots of the American flag yeah. <laughs> with explosions behind Pearl it. Pearl Harbor in 90... Oh, yeah. The 01? Oh, is that 01? Yeah, because Armageddon's 98, 99. Oh, you're, you're right. You're is right. that a double tap Aflac right there? It is. Yeah, right in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, back when he was at the top of his game. Oh, Batflack. But then... Rocky. Who do I want to be in Rocky? Adrian. <laughs> well, I want Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> no, if, you, no if you're way. Rocky yeah. and you're going to be Creed, I'm going to be. I'm going to take Mick. Okay. I'll, I'll be your coach. So we're just going to basically do. We're going to remake Rocky. Yeah. With me as Rocky, uh, him as Apollo Creed, and you as yeah Mick. Yep. Great. Come on, Rock. Yeah, that's not bad. There you go. In. All right, guys. Let's do one more trash star destroy. Of course, First Blood, uh, Stallone is, or John J. Rambo is a Green Beret coming back from Vietnam, or has been back since from Vietnam. So let's do three movies featuring Vietnam veterans. We'll do the classic Deer Hunter. We'll do the Tom Cruise, Oliver Stone, Born on the Fourth of July. And the Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump. It's a good category. Forrest Gump, Born on the Fourth of July, and the Deer Hunter. Trash Star, Destroy. I think what I need to do here 
is probably trash born on the 4th of July. I really wow. like, I like that movie a lot and I think Tom Cruise is fucking awesome in that movie. That's one of his best performances. But I don't think I want to star in it and I don't think I can give that movie to Michael Bay. I feel like giving that movie to Michael Bay creates a lot of problems. <laughs> sure. Um because I because I think it's more important to keep Deer Hunter as is. That okay. movie is a, a classic or, you know, one of the better films ever made. And Coming outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I will star in Deer Hunter. I guess mm, oh, I probably should I can't even remember what the other characters' names are. Because I I can't take the walk and roll, he's too good. I guess actually I'd take the De Niro role. As much as I would want to work with De Niro, it's you you get so many juicy scenes, you get the Russian roulette scene. Yeah. To be in that scene is so fucking worth it. Um so I will take the De Niro role. I'm trashing Born on the Fourth of July, and I'm giving Michael Bay Force Gump. I think that's the only movie of these three you can really give Michael Bay that <laughs> without with I mean Deer, Michael Bay's Deer Hunter would be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I feel like Forrest Gump's the safest choice to get, the safest one to give him. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I, I'll, I'll say my response. Forrest Gump has that novelty element that plays better into Bay's hands than Deer Hunter or Born on the Fourth of July does. Sure. He's not really known for those uh, comedic scenes, though. That. It, Horace Gump has a plenty of. Oh, you've seen Pain and Gain. I have seen Pain and Gain. Hilarious. I've never even seen yeah. it. Bad Boys, though, at the time, made me laugh. It's a little dated now as far as the comedy goes, but that was probably also because of Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, but I digress. <laughs> okay. Rich, what are you doing here with these three uh, Vietnam veteran movies? I gotta, I gotta, in, in trash, we just get rid of it, right? Get Never, rid of it. I, I, I gotta go Forrest Gump. Yeah, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah. I gotta trash Forrest Gump. I mean, I don't, no offense to anyone, I don't want their Bubba Gump shrimp everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I, you're I, you're I, talking to the right crowd here. You're doing the world of service yeah, on that one. Yeah, I also, I also, it gets so, uh, uh, with the, with the have, a, have a nice day or like the, Literally, my happens. least favorite it's part like, of Forrest Gump oh, is have a nice day. It's so, so, so hacky in there. It's just, it's just, it gets real, real kitsch, real hacky. It does. It yeah. gets real, it's just too much. It's, it's, at two hours, I could have done it. At three or whatever the heck it is. I think, it, I think it's like I two and a half or uh, something. Really? I think I saw it in a theater and it was like four and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it got a little bit much. And again, it's. And, and not saying that I, I, you know, when I catch it halfway through on on, on a TNT, on a, mm-hmm. you know, at a midnight when I got home, and there's still, it's young Gen A. Yeah, yeah. I'll still hang with young Gen A, but... Through the Vietnam War. Once yeah. they get out of the war, I'm kind of out of the movie. Yeah, about where Jenny's going to jump off the balcony and doesn't, mm. I'm about ready to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Bob Zemeckis. I gotta go with 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 on on, on playing De Niro, uh, yeah. in Deer Hunter. I mean, like anytime someone says, "What would you do?" and one of the choices is play the Robert De Niro role, then you better choose that. I'm not sure what else. There are no other choices 
you're, that point. You're also acting with Christopher Walken and Meryl Streep. Yeah. yeah. Like, and De Niro and plays that so that well. I mean, his, and, yes. and the, the way they, um, the way they, uh, um, they take them from that the the young innocence of that you know that that steel town Pennsylvania mm-hmm. where Chris I, you grew up I grew up in Youngstown very yeah very I grew similar up in Pittsburgh yeah, yeah Pittsburgh same same type of deal you know those kids you knew those family and 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 it's the immigrant families are taking over right it's it's very mm-hmm. um, the scene in the uh, in in the the wedding scene yeah in in the in they rent the hall the, yeah the bar the, hall it's yeah. a hall right it's the hall where everyone gets married at you know and it, De Niro has just so many great great scenes in that yeah. now I, I I will say at the uh, the the risk here of giving Michael Bay born on the fourth of July born on the fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Now imagine what he could do with somebody who could transform with that chair. Use the wheelchair as a transformer. Correct. Okay. So okay. Boy, almost, boy, all right. Right. So you're you're almost getting some 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 uh, some some Michael Bay. I mean, perhaps it has jets and yeah. it could fly, or it could. Tom Cruise out. Mark Wahlberg's in. Turn into yeah. something else around him. Maybe it's. It could create Ooh. shields for itself, and I think that he could make that happen. It's again, it's about becoming something else. So he may be able to pull that off. Yeah. And kind of sticks with the original themes of Born on the Fourth of July too, accepting your new situation and I guess coming so, to terms yeah. with that. Well, we know the studio wouldn't say no. That's true. No matter what yeah. happens, no. it could be anything at this point. Yeah, yeah it's like check this out. And uh, I think it's already got a, it's greenlit. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I'm, I'm trashing Forrest Gump. I, I don't need it. It's really, I mean, how many times did I have to watch it when our history teacher just didn't want to do anything all throughout, since it came out essentially all through high school. Um, this is where it kind of gets a little tricky for me. I know you're talking about taking the De Niro part, but I'm more tempted to take the walk-in part and do that final... Uh, gun Russian scene, roulette. Russian roulette scene with yeah. De Niro, but I think I'm going to give the Deer Hunter to Michael Bay. Holy shit! And let that go crazy. So you're gonna star in Born on the Fourth of July? Yep. And you're taking the cruise role? Yeah. Yeah. I almost took what's his name, his brother, Tom Cruise's brother. Oh, uh, uh, Kovac, Kovacs. Is that his name? Uh. Uh, the character, Tom Cruise's character. Anyway, well, either way, he has a brother. I was thinking about that, but why? Go big or go home, man. I'm taking the Cruise role. Plus, that's Oliver Stone, and he uses that same brother in the Doors movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, I never saw the Doors. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, he uses all those same characters. I like the Doors, almost. too. Yeah, almost all of those same characters show up in Oliver Stone's The Doors. Huh. It's like The Doors on the 4th of July. <laughs> kind of a... The Doors like, on the 4th of July. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's very, very similar. It's just an Independence Day concert. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing here. Uh, I'm letting Born on the Fourth of July be my star turn with Oliver Stone in his heyday. Mm. And uh, coming from there. So, more high on film, more Rich Marcello, and more First Blood right after this. All right, guys, let's get back to First Blood, back on track. Oh, yeah. 
Stallone, and Weekend at Bernie's director, Ted Kotcheff. Uh, all right, here we are. We're venturing into spoiler country. So uh, from here on out, either watch First Blood or I would recommend watching it. But you can use this next game as uh, your own introduction if you'd like. It is time for the summary game. It's the first official game of the podcast that's worth a damn. That is zero to two points as we will each be judging each other numerically uh, on our performances as friends do. So let's get into this. We're each taking a turn at summarizing First Blood in a thousandth of the time that it actually takes to record. This is a 93-minute movie. A high on film approved runtime. Boom. Allowing us each 9.3 seconds to get out the, fir- the first, the best first blood summary you that can muster. Not a lot of time. That is not a lot of time at all. Of course, during our break, we had our patented coin toss, coin toss, and Brad, you won. I won. Allowing you the option of going first, second, or third in this first game. Uh, I will go first. Oh. Yeah. Drawing first blood, if you will. Oh, nice. 9.3 seconds, Brad. All right. You ready for this? Yes. Three, two, one. A Vietnam vet looking for a place to live walks through a town and ends up getting hassled by the police. He breaks away from them and ends up going to the woods and has to fight all the police, uh, even though he's just kind of dealing with PTSD. Dime. Wow. Wow. Very That was a damn good summary. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I'm... Sad that probably have to go next. No, no, yeah, we'll, we'll go oh, uh, counterclockwise. So I'm gonna get to go. Oh, thank you, thank you. It gives me time to uh, try to understand what he just said. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What, I'm trying to think no of what happened to that. I heard, I heard of a guy was looking for a house, and then he had like P PMS, and then that was, it. was like that was it. That was <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> is that is that the plot of this movie? Uh, yeah, that, that, according to Brad. <laughs> All right, Brad. Uh, 9.3. 9.3. Are you ready, Chris? Uh, as ready as I'm going to be. In three, two, one. A Vietnam vet dealing with PTSD find out that uh, the last person in his platoon has died, uh, so he's wandering through uh, Washington, gets castled by the cops, uh, fights his way through the woods, and then in the town, destroys property. Right. Okay. Didn't All get right. quite to the end. Yeah, not bad, though. All right, thank you. Did what I could. Tried to add something in there about uh, his last... The uh, vet friend right, being having dead. passed. Yeah, yeah. But, well, might have wasted a little too, too much time on that, actually, for mm-hmm. the 9.3 seconds. But, Rich, now it's your turn. Three, 9.3 seconds in three, two, one. A man looking for a meal in a small town gets treated very poorly by not only the local sheriff, but every other person in the town. Time. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we get the, the National Guard in there, and that's all the townspeople. Everybody in that town yeah. turns him in. The kid turns him in. Oh, yeah, the uh, hunter the kid. The hunter yeah. kid turns him in. The sheriffs don't like him. Nobody sticks up for the guy. Not one person in that movie says, uh, this is a person. Maybe we should be wondering what uh, he's up to, caring about him. Everybody turns him in. Yeah. All right, guys, let's all get right. into the second game. This one's called First Impressions. For this game, we're giving a line from the movie First Blood to the person sitting to our right that we would like to hear them impersonate to the best of their ability. <clears throat> this time, zero to three points at stake, so slightly heavier weighted of a game. Uh, I believe it is my turn to go first since Brad went first. Correct. And I will give Rich a line. Boy, um, you know, I gotta give you, I gotta give you a John J. Rambo line. 
it's uh, at the end of the, the big woods fight where Dennehy and his cops are going after Rambo before they bring in the National Guard, uh, before he gets lost in the mine shaft. Rambo systematically, in his camouflage, takes out each and every one of these cops one by one without killing them, mind you. Just wounding them a little bit, trying to send a message. He's previously given up, saying, don't hurt, I don't want anyone else to get hurt. Cops still fire on him. And, well, this is what happens. He finally gets Dennehy, um, puts a knife to his throat, and gives him this little speech here. I could have killed them all. I could have killed you. Then tell you the law. I hear it's me. Don't push it. Don't push it, I'll give you a war you won't believe. Let it go. Let it go. Alright, Rich. I am very excited to hear your Stallone. Here is my best recollection of that line. Don't push it. Don't push it. I'll give you a war that you will not believe. Let it go. Let it go. I like that. Yeah. You put yeah. a lot of acting value in there. And yeah. I, I really appreciate that. I was really, really, really trying to just channel my inner Stallone there. Rich, do you want to give Brad a line you'd like to hear him say? I do have a line for Brad... We're going to go, actually, uh, for Brad, we're going to do a, a John J. Rambo line towards the end of the film, again, where I really think that he is showing his vulnerable side, and the line has to do with the fact that he was able to do all of these things in Vietnam, be in charge, he was kind of in control of his own destiny, and he had others that had his back. He comes back to a world that not only doesn't Believe in him, believe in what he was doing, but he cannot even get a job parking cars. Yeah, I believe this is still a, a complaint of veterans who find it hard to find jobs when they get back, even though they've had such technical, important jobs in the military, um, which is a shame, which is why I think they still have tax credits for hiring vets and, and different programs and, uh, to help, get, help veterans find work. Yeah. So, man, I think you're saying what 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 was true 35 years ago in Rambo's time is just as true today. I know. Sadly, yeah. unfortunately, yes. But here's a uh, here's Stallone putting it in his own words. You're the last of an elite group. Don't end it like this. Back there, I can fly a gunship. I can drive a tank. I was in charge of million dollar equipment. Back here, I can't even hold the job. Fucking guys! Ah! Okay. This is the first scene, at least in this movie, where you actually see Stallone's mouth get, like, that tr classic Stallone mouth of, like, the bottom left lip, like, kind of, like, fish hooking down a little bit. When Side he's like, mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As he's screaming. Oh, and this is, yeah. The emotional core of this movie in this scene is fantastic. So go ahead, Brad, whenever you're ready. <clears throat> Back there, I can fly the gun... <laughs> Back there, I could fly a gunship. I could drive a tank. I was in charge of million dollar equipment. Back here, I can't even hold a jump parking cars! <laughs> All right. Oh <laughs> I 
Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. I, you put a little, little bass in your voice there. Yeah, it wasn't a good Stallone impression, but there was at least the the fire there. Yeah, the, the gravitas. The, the fire. fire. Yeah. yeah. Passion. Well, Misery loves company, and I gave you a two. Thank you. Oh, there yeah. you go. There yeah. you go. Thank you. Brad, do you have a line for me? I do. Uh, I'm going to give you a uh, Troutman line. Uh, Richard. Uh, Colonel Troutman. Yeah. Oh, Crenna. Uh, Crenna. I'm going to say Crenna. Like, that's what I said. Richard Crenna. Um, it's actually his first line in the movie. You have not been introduced to him yet. And Brian Dennehy is talking to his guys or something about how. Um, I believe he's talking to the state police. State police, yeah, I couldn't remember who he was talking to. Um, but he's discussing Rambo and uh, describing how dominant of a force he is. And uh, uh, Troutman kind of corrects uh, his initial analysis. I'm a possessed god in heaven to make a man like Rambo. God didn't make Rambo. I made him. Who the hell are you? Sam Trotman. Colonel Samuel Trotman. Yeah, he says it so like... Jovial? Yeah, really. Like, yeah. like, like, almost like if you could substitute Hugh Hefner coming in with a pipe and <laughs> yeah. a rope. Like, yeah, the smoking jacket. Yeah. yeah. I didn't make Rambo. I did. I'm gonna try to... I met him in the grotto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he actually just popped up one day like a toadstool. <laughs> I'm going to try to embody that in my performance here. <clears throat> right. In honor of Hugh's death. <laughs> yes. You know, you're... You know, Hugh Hefner. Hefner to do Richard Crenna. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> God didn't make Rambo. I made him. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I made him. Yeah. Yeah. You sound, you sound a lot like you may be that little man from Monopoly. <laughs> uh, Uncle Pennybags? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, good. <laughs> so that was your guard. I, I, no, I want to do that like the the more military like staccato voice, but uh, maybe it came off a little too jovial. It was fine. All right. Yeah, yeah, Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. It was good enough. Well, All right, guys. Well, yeah. we're getting into it already. Let's do some scene work. Uh, of course, we're an optimistic podcast. We like to start things off optimistically. That means best scene. If you have to pick one, what is the best scene? In First Blood. Uh, if I have to pick one. Yeah. Go, I, good, yeah. Uh, boy, there's two that really stand out for me. I might say just the initial cop fight when he Breaking breaks out, out of jail. jail that kind of leads into the chase. The motorcycle like, chase. Yeah, I mean, that whole sequence is obviously where the movie takes off and I, I mean it is good action i mean him whooping every cop's ass in that jail running out of there with that fucking knife just like shoved in famous hand. rambo knife yeah and then the motorcycle chase with the i mean it's a good chase too you have this cop car off-roading like following him you have the motorcycles jumping up it's it's a damn good chase scene yeah um it's a great stunt scene yeah, it's Absolutely. a great stunt scene, and it's obviously kind of the first action in the movie, so it kind of sets the tone for everything else. Uh, yeah, I, that's it was pretty good. You could argue that that could be the first action 
uh, scene of the action movie genre that this created. I mean, yeah. Really, I mean, you know, of course you had James Bond all along the way, and things, but this was a different thing. This yeah, that is that, a different thing. I'm trying to, what, this year, this movie's 82? Yeah, what was going on? I mean, obviously, well, French Connection it, you know. is 74 or 5, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. you have that car, car chase, chase scene. But, I feel like that's a different mentality of movie making. I feel like this is a little bit more of a bridge from that cynicism of the 70s films into the big big blown over budget action movies of the 80s of the true. Sloan Schwarzenegger Van Damme Seagal bunch again I don't I don't think you had anybody prior to this film taking on the entire police force and busting out, no, uh, kind of like one man alone. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go, uh, you know, throwing elbows and drop kicking, and you know that kind of action that you see. Again, yeah, kind of the... campy in the Bond films, uh, right? Uh, oh yeah. Well, this was, I mean, banned in some countries for being too violent, even though there's only one death in the entire movie. Yeah, Gal- the first cop. Yeah, who falls out of the helicopter. The only death in the movie. That's the only death. And that's in the just movie. because he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Right, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, be- but because the, the action is pretty in your face. And there's a decent amount of blood, too. I mean, Stallone's covered in mud and blood the whole time. Right. Which is another part of this whole And when he's like showing up troop, his arm, too. That's pretty. He, yeah, launches. Pretty graphic. It's like these rippling muscles with dirt and blood. I mean, it immediately looks like. Schwarzenegger and Terminator, like almost has the exact same costume. Yeah. Or Terminator, I'm sorry. Predator. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very similar, right? Yeah. So. And then Carl Weathers? And another Carl Weathers what? film. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Ding, ding. Yeah, it's Carl Weathers. <laughs> well, it all comes around on the week. show. It is. It's Carl Weathers week? I didn't know yeah. that. It is now. <laughs> I'm going to get a stew on. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so, um, so you have another scene though? Or we, we, oh, we, yeah, so oh, you have a best scene? What's yeah, your yeah. best scene here? I gotta go with the ending again. And that would be my, that was the other one I was yep. just got, I mean, I don't know what to steal your, your best scene. No, thunder, please do. I got, I, mean, I got a third thing it, written down it, as well. It's, it's just really, uh, again, I don't, I don't actually know how many lines Stallone says. Throughout yeah. this whole movie, not many. I mean, I would, I would, I would, I would guess that he says more words in that final three minutes of this film than he does in the first ninety. Undoubtedly, I mean, especially after the beginning where he's like talking to Brian Dennehy. Like from that point on, yeah, I mean, yeah. he barely talks. He barely at all. says anything in the jail. Yeah, I mean, he talks on the uh, walkie-talkie to Troutman. Yep, once. Yeah. And you see where that gets him. Yeah. All blowed up. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so that, that scene. But again, that, that to me made this movie completely different from just some, I mean, and actually not even a really a Hollywood ending movie. Mm-hmm. No. You know, Dennehy's uh, getting carted kind of off in, a, in an ambulance and they show him alive. Yeah. Rambo's yeah. arrested. Rambo gets arrested and uh, the town is destroyed and... It, it's really no one wins yeah. in this, which is rare for uh, for 80s Hollywood where no one wins. Well, that's where I was talking about the crossover of that the cynic 70s action films like Serpico, like French Connection, where there is no answer. There is no right answer. No one is winning these things. This still embodies that, but introduces the 
rippling bloody muscles, the like, bigger and bigger guns, the the ultra violence that we kind of uh, start to get more and more of, yeah. and your big, you know, larger than life action stars. Right, right. One, one against. It's not Gene many. Hackman anymore. It's Stallone, like in tip top shape. Well, and I love in that last, like the the line I did that kind of first part when he's yelling at him, like I like that. Fine. His point is being made. He, his, his performance is is fine. A little over the top, and you're he's screaming. It makes sense. When he is then like crouched down, leaning up against that filing cabinet or whatever it is, and like actually having his emotional breakdown, like that is the Stallone you rarely see. Like you basically yeah. didn't see after, and that's why he's so good in Rocky because there's that vulnerability to him mm-hmm. that kind of disappeared later in his movie career. Well, because um, we inflate the other part of these movies. Yes. The gunfire like, and, and the, the Kind of what you were saying, the next couple Rambos, probably, mm. and I can't remember, but like, they're more, he's the big action star, but there's not that vulnerability there that he is, does so well in this movie and does so well in Rocky. Yeah, I don't remember any PTSD in the next couple Rambos. It's more that he's just like, no, I'm done fighting. Like, that kind of attitude, right. rather than I shouldn't because I'm clearly still dealing with issues. Right. But yeah, just to add to that, because I, I do think that the climax when he breaks down with Troutman is, is probably the best scene for me. Uh, I love the part of that where he tells the story about his friend um, opening the shine box and it's a bomb. And he... Man, I just think it's so effective that he's saying like... Telling the stories about like they, were, they had all these plans, they were going to cruise around Vegas and convertibles... And, like, all these things they told themselves through, to get them through the hardships of wartime, were never, ever going to come true. And, like, him dealing with that, I thought was, like, just so good. And just, like, gave this such a more emotion and a lot more meaning than I I remembered it having. Agreed. Um, I mean, he says that li- the line, my friend was all over me. Like, he blew yeah, yeah, up yeah. pieces of my friend. Asking or, for his leg. And I, yeah. yeah, and I've never got that out of my head. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he says how he could thinks you? about it every day. Yeah. Every week. How yeah. could How could you not? And, and the fact that his friend was in the same elite force he was in. And the only difference there, he says, is I went to get us a couple of beers. Yeah. And that's the only difference. It had nothing to do with being an elite soldier or being a badass. Or it being was, outsmarting something. No, it was just luck. I went to go get a few beers. He got a shoe shine. He's dead. I'm here. And I think about that every day. Yeah. yeah. A fine, fine piece of cinema for sure. It is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I hate to do this, but if there's a best scene, it must mean there's a worst scene. What's the worst scene in First Blood? That's difficult. Or, element or yeah i mean i guess if i had yeah it's really hard uh, i i mean i i guess the worst thing is that all of this was so unnecessary like sure i mean i because I, I really don't have a worse scene i mean other than maybe like the national guard having a rocket launcher which doesn't make any fucking sense but it, it's really just like the movie ends and you're like if if brian dennehy isn't an asshole towards him then nobody needs to get hurt. None of this needs to happen. I mean, he might not be better off because he's still alone and has nowhere to go, but you, the, it's just a funny thing for a movie to end and be like, this was all very unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, if we would have taken better care of this 
vet. of this vet, or if these cops didn't treat him like shit and were more like, hey, we want to help you. Yeah. You're obviously just have nowhere to go. I believe Mitch, uh, David Caruso in this film, at, at one point exclaims to everyone, can't you see he's crazy? Yeah. Like, we should do something. And then the guy, uh, Galt, the guy who falls out of the helicopter is like, ah, screw it. Let's just give him a dry shave. And that's when he snaps. Yes. Yeah. And after Galt beat him. Right, of course. Unnecessarily. But still, I mean, (laughs) Rambo was more or less kind of tolerating it. I mean, he could have broken out of there at any moment. Well, because there's the buildup. Because there's like the blade, the like is the knife, and then like the water being sprayed on it, and the the window. Yeah, so there's a couple elements there that obviously push him over the edge. But it was all... Wildly unnecessary. Yeah. And, and I would I would go so far to say with worst scene, if if your best scene is this dramatic finish, which is a, I, again, you know, it 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 was it, you can joke around about Stallone's career about when he went after this and you know Expendables five or whatever sure. or you know Rhinestone with uh, Dolly Parton. <laughs> yeah, you know, sure, yeah, yeah. You could go to some musical, on my yeah. shoot. Yeah, you could go to some. Uh, tango and cash right places uh but uh, you know the the worst scene for me has to be now because there is that scene at the end where he is it's a serious matter it has to be you're spot on with that national guard it's kind of like campy humor yeah you know they're almost like it's their attempt at like it is it's a whole scene of humor where it's an attempt at exhaling like oh let's uh Let's make these national guards kind of doofusy. Which like, is kind of the I gotta be back at the pharmacy in the morning. I yeah, know, yeah, that's yeah. He's like, oh, a, come on, Will! I gotta be back at the drugstore in the morning. It, it, it's 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 a little bit uh, of a of a camp that doesn't need to be in there. It's, yeah, it's just a you don't need it's it out of place in this movie. Right, it mm-hmm. does it, it it does kind of work as comedic. Like we were all kind of like oh, giggling at it a little bit. But it's very out of place in this movie. Yeah, yeah. At the end, you, you, you got to go, wow, that didn't have to be it. Right, right. Yeah, for me, I think it's uh, it's either that or the, the mine shaft in general. I mean, he kind of goes through it alone. He has rats ju- jump on him, which is a huge fear of mine. I mean, like Indiana Jones, <laughs> uh, uh, Last Crusade all over again. Um, and it's, uh, you know, he doesn't really learn too much. He kind of... It's a soft triumph for John Rambo getting out of this like maze of, of tunnels, but he's not fighting against the police. He's not fighting anything that he is fighting in the main plot. Of it's this a bit film. of a walking scene. Yes, yeah. It, it's 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 a place to put Rambo while we get um, uh, Troutman and Dennehy or Teasel is his character's name. Uh, and every all the other people in place. Yeah, they're in the for bar. The they're in the bar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So they get to discuss some things, they get to kind of flush out a few of the finer plot points, and you just get to put Rambo, the character, away so that he doesn't have, you don't have to continually check Literally, out Literally, he's, he's just put away. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. So you can probably just like zip that out. But I do kind of like it still. It's... It, yeah, it's, it, it is the one point in the movie where I kind of checked out a little bit. I, not a lot, but it was just like, okay, they're talking. He's walking around with a fucking torch. torch. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Especially when that's kind of the, not even, not transition, but that's kind of what is in between, like, him fighting in the woods and, like, all the cops chasing after him, and then us getting to all the explosions and the climax In the town, yeah. With Trout. So, it really is kind of the 
the buffer yeah. between kind of the more interesting elements. Yeah. Of the movie. It slows down, you get a little comedy, yeah. you get some of the plot points fleshed out, and then we come back in for all-out action. They think he's dead. They do, yeah, yeah. Well, except for Troutman. Troutman yeah, looks at the pile of, of he knows smoking that. ashes and is like, he's still in there. Yeah, it's going to take more than that to get John J. Rambo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah clearly. <laughs> And there it is, the final, the theme song to our final podcast game. It's time for milking it. In this game, we're each going to draw a card from the big box of Hollywood ideas of prequels, sequels, reboots, and genres. An on-said card will give you a new way to uh, use anything you want from First Blood. Its characters, its themes, its plot points, its action set pieces, whatever you'd like to salvage to rearrange, um, insert some new, new blood into it, make a brand new movie. Uh, we'll need a title and a quick summary. To put it back out there to the to the viewing public and make a billion more dollars for the studio system. This game, zero to five points for each one of us, so it's still anyone's game. And here it is, the old Hollywood relic, the old big box. The old big box. Uh, Rich, if uh, you don't mind drawing first, it is your turn. Has this box been sanitized? Not in a very long time. I think uh, maybe Charlie Chaplin was the last one to uh, sanitize that. The Chapper. And we pulled a great card for any Sylvester Stallone movie. The, the sequel. sequel. Okay, all right. It's almost like he was in the room. Hey, right, exactly. It's like, oh, that's a good idea. Brad. All right. Oh. A road movie. Okay. Oh. All right, all right. Rambo Road Trip. <laughs> you took my title. Oh, sorry. You so I, won't, I won't dock you points. I'm uh, sorry. I should have kept my mouth shut. Uh. And I'll draw a card here. Oh, okay. A biography. Oh. oh. We're going to get some backstory. A little a little biopic of uh, John J. Rambo. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, yeah. I guess I could do Teasel. You could do... Troutman. Yeah. There's options. Well... Mitch. The... <laughs> Mitch, yeah, Mitch. Up. Yeah. yeah, give me give me more Caruso. Well, the answers to that and more right after we take this quick break. Three brand new movies for your listening enjoyment coming at you, coming at you right after this. And we're back, right in the middle of milking it for First Blood, the very first Rambo movie. And here we go, three new versions of the film, starting off with Rich's amended sequel. It's 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 quite amended. Yeah, I went off <laughs> I went I went off uh, off base once again. My 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 uh, final off base moment for the sequel of First Blood. I call it Second Blood <laughs> Hazard Pay. Ooh, ooh and, I like this. And okay. and this one, it's all about Teasel. And uh, so Teasel retires from the police force, so he thinks, and he moves to Hazard County to meet up (laughs) with his cousin, Boss Hogg. And he finds himself becoming sheriff and running a Roscoe P. Coltrane. Hijinks ensue. Mm -hmm. Spoiler, the Dennis Dennehy role has been completely revamped and played by Vin Diesel. Wow. Who, after an Oscar nod, legally changes his name to Vin Teasel. Wow. I like it. Yes. Second Blood, 
Hazard pay. Hazard pay. Hazard pay. Boy, I mean, the character of, of uh, what, Chief Teasel, has got a hard life. Going up against John Rambo and the Duke boys. And don't forget Uncle Jesse, Cooter, right, Daisy. Right. Oh, the whole cast. Oh, man. It's, 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 it's got to be great. And Vin <laughs> Diesel showing up. Sure. Well, guys, as soon as you're done scoring uh, the rest of your scorecards, pass. pass them to the front of the class for final edition. And as we do that, we move into our pessimistic end of the show, podcast regrets. Anything you regret saying or not saying during the duration here? I mean, I know mine is, um, I love this movie and I, I, I just didn't find the right time to bring it up, but I would be remiss to not mention it. In 2007, there was a movie, uh, a British movie that came out called Son of Rambo. Uh, Rambo spelled with a W at the end. About two kids in England who watch the original First Blood and are influenced by it. Uh, so they decide to make their own version of it. Like, are we using, like, camcorders, like, in the woods? And it deals with, like, their parents kind of watching them get exposed to, like, a violent movie. But at the same time, them kind of falling in love with, like, this new born action movie. And it's a phenomenal little film uh, called Son of Rambo. And uh, I'm sorry I didn't mention it sooner. I, I highly recommend it. Hmm. Especially in lieu of, you know, Rambo 3, say. Right. Yeah. Any other podcast regrets, gentlemen? Uh, boy, if I have a podcast regret, I guess it would just be not mentioning more scenes that I like in this movie. Okay. I mean, the opening, the first time you meet Troutman, uh, that whole scene, he just gets a good, good one-liner after good one-liner. Yeah. Um, and I really like, we kind of discuss it a little bit rambo's kind of setting up the cops where he like just each time like he jumps out of the tree he uh he stands in front of the one guy and like so the other and then moves out of the way at the last second so the other guy shoots him like just this takedown of the whole police force without actually killing anybody uh it's a pretty cool scene too yeah seriously rich any podcast regrets probably uh vin teasel you know, I mean, maybe a little bit overboard, but I was rolling with it, and I really had this Dukes of Hazard thing, and then I don't know why why the Vin Teasel came out, but I just maybe I believe maybe, it. I mean, maybe maybe uh, you know, an iota of regret. I'll tell you, there's no way that man's actual given name is Vin Diesel, so I wouldn't put it past him to change it again. That's true. That's true. Well, so, well, yeah. well, regret nonetheless. <laughs> there you yeah. go. All right. Well, I liked never, it. Never talk a man out of his regret. Uh, fair enough. Well, you shouldn't have to regret it too hard because you still emerged the winner here on the podcast. 16.8 points. I'm second place with 15.2. And Brad, well, you drew last blood. Oh, no. 14.6 points. <laughs> uh, I heard that's uh, rumored to be... Another Rambo Rambo movie, the final Rambo movie, would is going to be called Last Blood. I don't know if production is Where moving did you forward hear that on the internet. Oh, oh, oh. Well, so you read it? Yes. You didn't actually hear it. All right, good. Now I think the rumors maybe started uh, around the last Rambo movie, which is just called Rambo. Um, but I do I, I think there might be with the re resurgence of um, Creed. That they were asking him, uh, Stallone, if there was going to be another resurgence of Rambo. And he was said something about, 
Yeah, maybe one more called Last Blood or but something Stallone's like that. Stallone's age now. Anybody know? Anybody know? I want to say mid sixties, <clears throat> sixty three or something, would be my guess. I mean, he's not slowing down. It doesn't seem like it at all. I mean, he's still doing what three Expendables movies, Escape Plan, which I've always wanted to see. The one that him and Schwarzenegger have to break out of prison together. Yeah, that would be. Wait, that's thing. not Tango and Cash. No, that's <laughs> no. Tango and Cash is him and Kurt Russell. But Kurt they, Russell, they, they yeah, also yeah. break out of prison together. Oh, hilarious! It's been forever and a day since I've seen Tango and Cash. But no, no, the Jack, Escape Jack, Plan. Jack Jack Palance. Oh, Tango and Cash. There you go. It's the heavy in that. Curly from. Uh, yeah, one of those the city slickers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The legend of Curly's Gold. Gold. Yeah, yes. Of course. Yes. That is the sequel. Yeah. Yep, the city slickers. Right. Now here they're doing a City Slickers 3. No, no. Yeah, I, was, I was waiting for the title. <laughs> no, no. Oh, uh, Last Blood. Alone uh, is 71? Wow. wow. Holy shit. Well, there it is. Forty-six. I mean, according to his Wikipedia page, which I mean, I guess could be wrong, but yeah, not usually about not usually, that kind of stuff. Yeah. that's easily researchable. A whole new respect. Yeah, yeah. right. right? Plugging along. Holy shit! Producing, directing, writing, still. Tanning. Oh, there it is. Tanning. Tanning. Crazy rate. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Well, guys, that's the show. Oh. Yeah, Rich. Thank you so much for coming on the show once again. Uh, please, I, I endorse, uh, your brewery 100%. I, I do not exaggerate or lie when I say that it is one of my favorite breweries and or particularly that Beach House Amber right there is my single favorite beer. I have to say that I love coming here. I had a great time. I love that when I show up, my beer is already in your fridge. I don't even have to bring it. <laughs> That's always a nice thing. Although you do um, bring it, which yeah, I very yeah, much yeah. appreciate. Yes. But I like that I open my uh, refrigerator and actually see my beer already in there. So that's that's always a good sign. And then and then we'll see everybody out at uh, out at at, at Strandbury Taproom on November eighteenth for the uh, eight year anniversary. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait. See I'll, you there. Yeah, I'll, I'll forget seeing you again within a year, and then we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll recap on the next podcast. It's like Groundhog Year versus Groundhog Day. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thanks again, guys. I appreciate it. Oh, a pleasure. And, Thank and you. Please follow uh, what Strand Brewing on all the social media stuff. Strand um, Brewing Co. At Strand Brewing Co. There it is. Correct. So yes. yeah, we'll put links in the show notes. So please, uh, if you're typing furiously looking for them, there'll be links available to you. Go to the Ethernet. Yes, mm. <laughs> the Ethernet. Brad Davis, thank you as always, sir. It is always a pleasure, sir. Uh, at BD Always GP on Twitter and Instagram. That's there it is. About it. Yeah. Uh, I'm at Cross Maxwell on your social media accounts. That's cr- Chris with an O in place of the I. Uh, and at High on Films, the show on all those same accounts Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, SoundCloud, find us on Apple Podcasts where you can leave us a review, give us a few stars if you'd like, only helps with our exposure and yeah, please check out this last uh, set of podcasts we've just did did a bunch of Halloween stuff, um, both Ernest Scared Stupid and Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, what else did we do this season? Eurotrip Dawn yeah. of the Dead uh, Austin Powers, our High on Film Fest, lots of good stuff in these last couple, so please all available at highonfilm.com or on Apple Podcasts. Um, so please check all those out. And uh, we're going to take a break till, oh, say, Christmas. And then we're going to be back with a very special Christmas crossover episode that we're doing with uh, our friends at the Theronathon podcast. 
which I'm very excited about. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. So thank you very much for listening, everybody. We will catch you around Christmas. Rich, thank you again. Brad, as always. As always. Listeners, we love you. See you at Christmas. Goodbye. <laughs>